Hey, what's up, guys? It's Lucas. Uh, so for the recording on this episode, had a little bit of a mic issue that was going on. It was just me and Hot Mickey, and um, we had a little bit of a mic issue. Um, it had to do with the inputs on the computer. It's my fault. It's on me. Um, it's not terrible, terrible, but I don't sound as good as I normally do, or I don't even sound as good as I do right now when I'm giving you the disclaimer. Um, Figured it out late in the game when it came to the editing, so, you know, got to put the episode out, and um, again, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but uh, if you could stand it, really appreciate if you listen to this one. We got actually talked about some really cool things. Talked about the uh, recent winter storm hitting LA, and esports bubble, and all sorts of cool stuff. So, um, hang in there. Thanks, guys. Everybody, it's Lucas, and this is Mickey, and this is Thanks for Playing, a podcast where we review the best games the world has to offer. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> the, the, the Nomad <laughs> Edition. This episode, I think, uh, just everybody that's hearing this recording right now, that was like take three. Uh, it is just me and Mickey here today, so it is a completely new intro that TFP has never seen before. So. Uh, we're finding our oh, and I'll, right I'll now. also gotta do do the end part the ha! oh no I'm not doing that I, I'm not I can't steal that from from good old Matthew but Mickey, oh, I, I was planning on stealing that hey <laughs> which I just did <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well nice. good good man um, so it's no secret right now we're actually missing Matt in recording today I think it's the very first time we've ever recorded anything without Matt without Matt especially that intro. Um, I think there's been stretches of time where maybe Matt had to leave at a certain point or maybe halfway through just in the history of this three-year podcast almost already. Um, but Matt is caught up today. Um, he kind of had some plans that took him out of our normal recording session, which is uh, Monday evenings. But hey, me and Mickey here are holding it down for a topical March week of March 6th newsy episode. Mickey, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty great. There's been a lot of news that came out like the past like week and a half, and I'm excited yeah. to dig into them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's been a, I feel like it's been a while since we've done a topical episode. I think it's been a full month um, or at least like three and a half weeks or so. Um, and I feel like so much has happened. We had our Vegas trip. We had our guys Vegas trip, which was Vegas kind of fun. Was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, oh my god, we... like, I'd even go with the, uh, the rest of the group. I actually came late. Yeah, you and want to tell could, people what happened there? Yeah, so uh, we all left. Well, most almost all of us left uh, Saturday morning, but it was like super stormy in SoCal and like for the road up to Vegas as well, uh, which is you just usually take the, the 15 all the way down to Vegas. And I was getting super paranoid because like I hate driving in like super rainy, stormy weather. It, it scares the shit out of me. I've just had a lot of bad experience with it. Uh, so, like, I was getting second thoughts about actually going. And the rest that broke, I was saying, okay, let's go on. So, they end up going and spend most of Saturday. And then uh, in Vegas, uh, after they get there, they got there safely. As you can see, we're not, we probably would have canceled this. <laughs> we're totally fine. That happened. <laughs> we're totally fine. And then uh, during the rest of the day, like, I, I was just, like, thinking and I was like, I really wanted to be Vegas. Like, I bought like I actually bought like a couple new fits for Vegas. 
you did preparing for you this did. trip and i was i was like looking at this i was like just serious i really want to go and I, I was supposed to be the one driving too and uh edgar uh ended up driving in my stead and it was like around like nine o'clock and i i saw like it was clear around my area most of the day uh most of the rest of the day I'm like it looks like the storm cleared up like i i think if i want to do it i want it this would be the time so i was like hey guys i'm I'm on my way now. I'm just, <laughs> I just started yeah, driving made it. my own. <laughs> you made it. You made it. And we're, we're happy you made it. That was pretty sketchy. You know, for, for those of you uh, not aware, there's been um, a pretty crazy winter storm hitting the entire West Coast. Um, I had friends up in Oregon, including my sister, who, you know, were sending pictures of like a foot of snow up in the Portland area. Um, you know, tons, tons of rain and snow in parts of SoCal. Like literally desert Dude, Big snow. Big Bear is... Big Bear Cut has been just essentially like houses are just snows going up to like the edge at the top of the door. Yeah. That's yeah, how I much snow they've gotten. People are trapped. Like yeah, there's yeah, been a I person who, who like has, hasn't been able to do their chemotherapy in 11 days because they've just been trapped. Ooh, dang. It's super bad. Yikes. In Big Bear. I didn't know it was still that bad. I thought things were, uh, were lightening up. Well, I know that there's people helping, so um, that's good. I saw a news story that like, I mean... Pretty much Big Bear has been cut off from the world, um, not just SoCal, but just like no one can really get up there. So pretty, pretty nuts for sure. Um, you know, I know it's kind of silly for anybody listening that's not in SoCal right now to be like, oh, SoCal storm doesn't sound that crazy. But it, genuinely, our infrastructure is not really built for this kind of thing. So 80,000 people in L.A. were without power for basically half of a weekend, um, like two weekends ago. It was just it was just crazy. So. We still got a little bit more left in the winter, but um, but we're pushing through, right, Mickey? Yeah, uh, I know there's supposed to be more another like small storm coming Friday. That's mainly going to yeah. hit north. Not sure if it will hit us. I think it's supposed to rain here, but not not yeah. as much as it was raining before. Not nearly as bad uh, as it was before. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, very exciting times for the podcast. You know, we got a lot of things in full swing. Um, you know, Matt and I are playing through Hogwarts Legacy right now, as I'm sure a lot of listeners have been playing through. Um, I've had a couple friends message me about uh, having beaten it recently after about 25, 30 hours of total gameplay. Um, you know, interesting. Uh, once we really consolidate our thoughts, um, I think it'll be a really great episode. Um, I think can I get some really good opinions on the game then? Um, and just lots of interesting things coming out in terms of news. I know I have this story here that I'm, I'm kind of happy to, <laughs> to, to go into with a certain type of Hogwarts Legacy mod uh, that people are doing. But I'll save that for the end. Uh, <laughs> Mickey, you want to hit us with uh, one of your uh, hot topics? Yeah. Uh, I'll just go through what's been happening with me personally. Uh, so I've mentioned on this pod before I'm doing a League of Legends Draft League where I'm competing with from oh, yes and challengers all the way to also it's a gold league just players all combined everyone's worth a certain amount of points depending on how good you are like the best are like 30 points I'm uh, like at the bottom with like one like 10 points there's some people worth six and uh, the regular season just ended on Sunday and my team ended sixth place out of 10th which is actually really sad okay. we were like we were top two like the entire season and then like the last uh, like two three weeks we've just been doing really shit but like uh my captain's in like a group chat with all the other captains and like 
no of the other teams want to play us because as also as I mentioned before, everyone's been high pointing the shit out of us, meaning they've been putting their best players against us. Like we have an we're on average twenty points down in at on average Dang. in every game. You had a game though where you won despite being the underdog last time you talked about oh. this on the pod. Oh yeah, we usually been winning. We we haven't been winning lately though. Though when I've been playing, we, uh, we have a sixty six percent win rate when I play. Oh dang! So you got benched so, in these uh, last couple weeks a lot, huh? Well, I, well, I was in Vegas, so I couldn't play. That oh uh, dang! That, that was a, and we did terrible that week. We went like one in five. Ah, oh, dude, you can't across, leave, man. Across six games, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dang! Does your back hurt and, from just carrying the team for so long? <laughs> Oh, well, I, I think like uh, the biggest thing is like since we're being uh, high pointed so much, and I'm definitely undervalued. Like I definitely should not be worth only ten points. I was probably the steal of the draft. Like, spat myself on the back. Of the <laughs> yeah, you were the sleeper, like, the sleeper pick. I, I, of the draft. I, I, I was a big, I was a big sleeper pick. Like I was definitely should not have been ranked that low. But like all people had, I was new to the league. I'm only plat four and gold at the beginning of the season because of rank reset. Uh, so people didn't have much more to gauge off of me, but, uh, people I, uh, I was friends with who are already in the league. They were like, Oh no, he's definitely undervalued. Like make sure you pick him up. <laughs> Dang. So Dang. That, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, so play us about the start and none of the top seeds want to play us. It's hilarious. So do you just get seated worse? Um, you're not like you're in playoffs. No, so what's happening? The, so it's, uh, out of 10 teams, eight teams make the playoffs and the top four te- teams pick who they play starting with first seed. First seed picks of the bottom four seed, two they want to play. Then second seed picks of the remaining three. Third seed picks of the remaining two. Fourth seed gets left with the last one. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting, man. Uh, would you say that overall it's been a really great experience? Would you? Oh, would it's you do an it again, amazing or? experience. I've had a great time with my team personally. I've heard a lot of bad stories though. People not meshing well with their teams. So like, it's a very mm-hmm. hit or yeah. miss if uh, this league works out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I think that's it's interesting because you're basically doing like it's like being on a softball team or something. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's exactly like you know, being on like a pickup softball team. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you know, if your team's cool and you guys know how to lose, you guys know how to lose. Like you know, if things are bad or yeah. you just get outpicked or something like that. At least you guys can like lose gracefully. You know, that's all you yes, can really yes. ask for in one of these uh-huh. kinds of things. So that's that's cool, man. I'm sad that you guys went one and five though, and uh, but but you'll make a deep playoff run, I'm sure. Oh yeah. We're, like yeah. we are definitely like one of the favorites to win it even though we were the sixth seed because like we've been high point in every single team every, almost every single game so like going to playoffs people can't do that against us anymore so we can actually play like more even pointed games and it'll nice. be a lot better for us nice love it mickey love it uh i got one for you um and uh right. i i think i brought this up before uh this particular headline uh about square enix's current ceo soon to be former ceo uh yosuke matsuda is uh going to be ousted as the ceo of square enix very soon pending shareholder approval uh this is as of about six days ago and um the reason we've brought him up before on this podcast is because He's super, super supportive of NFTs, and he believes that like NFTs, blockchain, all that stuff is like integral to gaming, integral to the business strategy for Square Enix moving forward. Um, we've talked on this podcast about like digital land ownership, um, like ownership of skins in video games, like via NFTs, and like potential very scammy, very predatory practices that that video games are implementing. Uh, using blockchain and NFTs and 
you know, I think generally, Mickey, you know, I don't, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but generally, I think we're pretty much against video game NFT. No, crap. yeah, we're definitely oh, big time against it. <laughs> so, so um, uh, Yosuke Matsuda has historically been very focused on it. And, um, you know, I think Square Enix has had a good run um, with the CEO. I think he's had a, a good run since 2013 to now. Uh, you know, they've released some really solid titles. Uh, and the biggest complaint, I think, from a lot of people has really been Square Enix's lack of focus on PC ports. Um, I think most people, you know, there's there hasn't been as much content on PC versions of things or strong enough ports for a lot of Square Enix properties over the years. But, you know, think about in the last, since 2013, Mickey, we've had, you know, Kingdom Hearts. We've had Final Fantasy XV. Uh, 14 um, has gotten huge. We've had ports of Final Fantasy. We have a new port of Final Fantasy 6 coming in, and we had the Final Fantasy 7 remake. So there's been a lot of really good stuff coming S- 16's out. 16's in the works. Yeah, 16's in the works, all that. Um, so Square Enix has been good, has a, had a good run, but I think that just this uh, this move towards sort of an NFT thing has been a little bit tone deaf. Um, you know, I got a quote here from uh, PC Gamer. Um even as crypto boosters have been left holding the bag after the market collapsed, which is, you know, this NFT market that's been collapsing, um, the the current incoming CEO uh, is still kind of talking about NFTs potentially being still part of the main focus of Square Enix. So it's kind of disappointing to see that there is another uh, potential successor to Matsuda, Art Yosuke Matsuda, that's going to be still focused on this sort of NFT market. I, I just do think it's a little tone deaf of this like NFT metaverse web 3.0 buzzword um, world that we're living in. Um, we'll see how it shakes out, but um, it's an interesting little shakeup here from from one of the larger video game developers on, on the planet. So, yeah, pretty much my stance on it is pretty much the same as like a, a I wouldn't say a friend like. Like more of acquaintance, uh, someone I follow on Twitter, uh, Warchamp, and an old PM, uh, PM dev, uh, back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. he, this was in response to Doctor Disrespect because he's making a game and it's heavily on the blockchain. Like Doctor uh, Disrespect really? put up a tweet, put up a, a tweet yesterday saying, "Imagine trying to extract in single quotes with an item you discovered worth a hundred thousand dollars on the chain. Think about the entertainment values as a viewer, let alone player. A new PvP experience is upon us." The concept of digital collectibles in an online game is so exciting to me, especially an extraction type of game. People saying scam and ugh are just brain dead headline followers. Same people that spend a ton on skins for an annual annual release game. Same skins everyone has too. And then my friend, uh, my acquaintance Warchamp, uh, he goes on off saying, uh, people always vomit up utopian blockchain concepts like this while ignoring every single digital economy or real economy that has ever existed and the pile of problems that stands between it and reality you're not going to have items worth any reasonable amount of money because people will literally spin up sweatshops in countries with cheap labor to farm them or worse easier run bot accounts if somehow you manage to maintain such ridiculous values values you think popular games have a cheating problem now factor in those kinds of returns value is driven by scarcity if you artificially force it statistically it will be claimed by farms bots no real players no market valve valve basically basically popular uh sorry valve 
basically popularized both loot boxes and digital economies as widely successful concepts in Western gaming. You think they were the first ones to go big with both of these things, but they banned crypto payments and NFT games from Steam because they're the future? Final thoughts. There's a reason every loot box system requires you to pay with real money for a key to open a box earned by playing or straight up for the box itself. There's no there's a reason none of the big companies that have experience with digital economies jumped into blockchain. Which Dang. I think perfectly <laughs> No, no, that's that's exactly it. right, man. Yeah. No, it it totally is. I mean, yeah, if if there is anything worth $100,000 in a video game on the chain, then like, yeah, you're not getting it. I'm not getting it. A bot farm is getting it. Like third world yep. exploitable like people are getting it. There's that is that is crazy. You know, I, I it's such a dangerous game to be playing to like one think that there's this utopian thing where there's just this place we can go to where everyone's excited and happy to be like owning something digital via blockchain and NFT. Like I I don't understand why we think that that's like the goal. Like Dr. Disrespect is saying that that's going to create like a level of excitement for people, but it's like what you're describing is essentially the lottery, right? It's like, yeah, okay, like, you're, yeah, you're, you're like buy lottery tickets. Then <laughs> you're you're advertising in a way like everybody is going to have this, and if everybody has it, is it really worth that much? No money? one has it. Yeah, nobody if has. If everyone it. has it, then it's not worth anything. <laughs> exactly. And like, I mean, he's describing one like some sort of utopian thing where everyone has it, and everybody has a hundred thousand dollar item, which can't happen. Or two, like one person has it because of one in a million drop chance, which is just randomization, which you can do right now by going to your liquor store and buying scratchers. So I'm not quite sure like what these game devs are are really getting at. Uh, these these concepts already exist in our current economy and they are unhealthy and they are considered not good. Uh, yet we're trying to bring them to video games. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, and another yeah. like upper management change in a big company it was the YouTube YouTube's uh, CEO Susan Wozniak something like that I forget mm -hmm. how to pronounce her last name but she stepped down and unfortunately the person replacing her is super big into NFTs and the blockchain stuff yeah. uh, so YouTube is going backwards in that case yeah it, um, Neil Mahan is the current CEO yeah, just got Neil replaced Mahan. on February 16 yep. yeah dang man Dang, dang, dang. Um, okay, next topic here, Mickey. I just want to steal it real quick. Uh, okay, I'll let go you go right it. after this. But I I, I want to... The Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi trailer dropped. Are, are we sure we need this game, Mickey? We already have, like, the uh, best Dragon Ball fighting game that's ever existed. Yeah, but uh, that fighting game is, like... I, I want to say Budokai Tenkaichi hits more casual bases like everybody loves that and like and fighters is more competitive it's more for like the grinders i feel okay if it's if it's trying to hit the casual base i mean from what i saw on ign.com with the uh this is literally like as of 24 hours ago right yes. or in the last 24 hours or even like today actually um bar a bardock-oriented storyline a Bardock-oriented storyline. Is that what we're looking at, or was was I looking at a DLC potentially for Tenkaichi? You or a were story? looking at something else. There's nothing mentioned about Bardock, at least in the initial release I saw. Okay, so I'm looking at um, the new Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi game announced with a teaser trailer as of eight hours ago. Yes. I'll, I'll go ahead and link it to you, Mickey. But what I'm seeing okay. is a mostly, it's two and a half minute 
Yes. Oh, you know what? We're gonna have to cut this out. I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is this IGN God article? It it posted a video of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot official Bardock alone against Fate DLC launch trailer, but the headline <laughs> is for Budokai Tenkaichi. Because it's fucking what? clickbait shit. That's why. This actually just might be an IGN error because the headline doesn't match the video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. I I'm uh I'm a little bearish on a new Dragon Ball game at this point just because like I I don't I think that people that want to play a Dragon Ball fighting game are already playing one. And like unless it has some sort of crazy like single player aspect to it, does it look like it has um is there promises of like really solid single player action in it? We we don't have any promises out, outside of the trailer. Okay. It's fairly early development. Okay. So we got a couple of years. Yeah, we won't see this for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see how things go with Dragon Ball Fighters in the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll, or yeah, we'll see how fighting games are looking. And but Tenkaichi, as far as I know, has never really had like a big competitive scene either. So like... Uh, because it wasn't a very balanced gr- game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> people all. aren't really trying to people aren't really trying to grind that game. That's more like trying to kick the shit with your friends. Okay, okay. So we'll have Dragon Ball Fighters to like really get sweaty, and then we'll have it's like ultimate. It's like playing Ultimate or something where you're just like messing around. With I, I, I'm pro- like I didn't, didn't really play Fighters. I'll probably play Budokai Tenkaichi. Wow. Okay, Mickey. We're still on for uh, Street Fighter Six though, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah Okay, yeah. hell yeah. Hell I wouldn't be. Budokai Tenkaichi didn't come for like another couple of years. So we got time. Yeah, yeah, all right, Fighter. cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of time to grind out Street Fighter there. All right, we can move on from Tenkaichi. I just want to get your opinion on that one because I'm a little I'm a little bearish on that one, but we'll see how it develops. What you got, Mickey? All right. So uh, let's go with, since we were talking about competitive stuff, let's more talk about more like the eSports bubble Uh this this last piece of news that uh, happened uh, last week sometime I forget when, uh, but this is close to home for both Lucas and I and Matt as well as LD the the owner of Beyond the Summit who's uh, ran tournaments for Dota, Smash, a ton of Smash, uh, TFT, CS:GO, Rocket League. Uh, it, they decided to shut their doors. Uh, their their last event is going to be Smash Ultimate Summit Six, which is in a couple of weeks. Uh, they pretty much saw the writing on the wall. They saw no improvements in profits, like bleeding money, and instead of trying to bleed every last drop and then just leave all of their employees left out to dry with pretty much uh, no time to look for something else, they just cut off their employees now, gave them two weeks severance and gave them time to actually find a new opening after this. Yeah. It's a it's a lot more graceful of a shutdown than than I think This is definitely the most graceful like I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, most shutdowns like you just saw uh oh what was that Valentine is that team is that guild? Another esports uh, they, organization. It's another esports organization. They just shut down. They literally just did hires. People flew in, moved everything, and then like two days later, they 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 Jeez. cut everybody down. They cut everyone out. They fired everybody. Man. They laid off everybody. Yeah. It was that's messed terrible. up, man. Yeah, I, I'm it's glad so that summit. Up. 
Beyond the Summit is doing this, you know, it kind of creates like a really heavy emotional moment for the Smash Ultimate Summit 6. You know, it's like, as their last event, like they're going to get tons of viewership, they're going to get tons of support, and like a lot of people coming out, a lot of people wanting to watch. And I think it's like, it's good because they're they're sort of announcing that this is their, they're announcing something with grace and then allowing people to kind of watch. I mean, imagine if they announced and suddenly like, in between or without people knowing that this is going to be the very last event it would it would make yep. things way more bitter it would make people way more sad but this is like unfortunately just a sign of the economy you know the recession or quote recession uh happening right now you know companies are not wanting to spend money on ad dollars right now and uh it's looking pretty scary mm -hmm. for many people um you know in my sector in my work people are getting laid off and companies are closing doors it's a scary time you know, and, yeah, and truly, good, good. Oh, and people in esports just aren't seeing. Uh, sorry, uh, people outside of esports aren't really seeing the ROI in esports. Like they're they're not getting their dollars back from spending all their ad money's revenue. So like in this time where like people are starting to pinch their dollars, like it's they they can't be willing to keep investing in esports. Yeah. when when esports in general has been over embellished with how big it actually is people tend to stretch their numbers like one of the biggest ones like i see a lot is usually when it comes to worlds league of legends they'll say oh league of legends had more viewership more viewers than, than the, the super, super bowl than the super bowl yeah it's i like, love that one it's like it's like <laughs> wait a minute you, you talk about all of worlds which is over like three four weeks of gameplay so many hours of footage and the super bowl is just four hours yeah <laughs> so, something doesn't yeah, make sense exactly exactly <laughs> it's it's they, funny i mean we twist talked the about this go ahead go ahead sorry i was interrupting they, yeah they, they they twist the numbers to like make it look so appealing to the ad advertisers and now like look at the spot we've been put into because of that uh, like Sm smash specifically in this case uh they got knocked down a lot because uh, Beyond the Summit was like the person leading all these advertisers into the Smash scene and investing money into them. And now, like most majors, uh, like even with streaming wise, almost everybody was streaming on the Beyond the Summit's uh, Twitch. It had all of the subscribers, it had all of the followers, so people knew like Man. why they were streaming. And now we just lose that. And now every single major is going to have a different Twitch channel, and it's going to be hard to get everybody up on a, under a single banner uh it just pretty much got reset to like grassroots essentially yeah yeah no it's tough man um we talked about this with uh alexander lee um a journalist over at digiday sort of with the hundred thieves stuff a few years a few weeks ago um and you know i i think we we're truly like seeing an esports bubble like pop like before our very eyes you know the whole industry is very young the industry, the esports industry, has never really experienced a true recession. You know, um, the last, you know, two thousand eight, um, when we had our last like recession and housing crisis back then, when the economy was really dipping very low and the market was really tough, uh, we esports wasn't even really a market then. You know, we weren't seeing like the levels that we're seeing now, and it's gotten so big, so much investor attention, and now it's it's kind of going away and. You know, it's tough because at the end of the day, there's people losing their jobs over things like this um, and players who were hoping to, you know, have their time to shine, go to a fun event, you know, experience what we got to experience, Mickey, uh, like 
they might not get that opportunity for several years as this thing kind of goes into like basically has to turtle for a little while while the economy picks back up again. And who even knows if esports is going to come back around in the same way that it has in in the past like ten ish years. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a sad one, man. When when is the next? Uh, when is the date of the Smash Ultimate Summit Six? Uh, let me check real quick. Let's get that out to, uh, to the audience so people could, uh, try and tune into that one. I encourage, you know, for those listening that have never actually watched one, they're, they're really great events. They're truly March 23rd. March yeah, this 23rd. Is for so Smash okay. This is for Ultimate, the, the newest Smash yeah. game. And well, I, I know, like, a lot of Melee people are, like, super sad that they don't get a last two rod, too. So, like, at least they do get a send-off event, but, like, Melee, like, there's, I've seen so many Melee pros, like, I wish I knew that last one was the last Melee Summit. Like, yeah, we could have, like, done so much more with it. Yeah. I, I encourage anybody listening to this podcast to, you know, set a reminder, like, follow that that account on Twitter so you can probably get the alert when when that last Summit is. They're, they're really great events. Um, and I, I have a feeling that last one will be pretty emotional and probably a big, you know, historical indicator for what the, the dominoes falling on what could be, like, a cottage industry that's that's really moving down. Um, esports that is so sad news there you got anything else on that one mickey uh i think that about does it though i can also transition this into the olympic stuff too okay yes please I, do because this I, I is so, a little bit sillier this is, uh, yeah <laughs> this, this one just makes me fume so we were talking about like how advertisers are like being more skeptical of getting into esports oh well, olympics thought it was a great fucking idea to announce their esports lineup, which consists of, which you wouldn't even tell it's fucking esports. It's like with archery, baseball, chess, cycling, dance, motorsport, sailing, taekwondo, and tennis. Like, what the hell are any of these I don't games? know what this is. Does anybody so, know what this is? So, and for archery, it is Tick Attack Bow. In baseball, it is WBSC eBaseball Power Pros. What is, is that? What which is, is that? a free game on the Switch. It's just on the eShop. That's all it is. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> chess is on chess.com, so that's like the only notable site. Cycling is on Zwift. I don't know what that one is. Dance is on is. D- Just Dance. Motorsport is on Gran Turismo. Sailing that's the only on, one that actually is a real besides chess.com that's yes. like the only you know big yeah, yeah. thing here yeah. sailing is virtual regatta i don't know what that one is the hell is that taekwondo dude? is virtual taekwondo and tennis is tennis clash tennis clash jeez dude what and is this this which, is so cringe i honestly hope they do not give out gold medals for this shit because if they do <laughs> that just puts such an insult on the other, the rest of the Olympics, who trained four years so diligently to master their craft, and then these people who can grind a game for like six months because this event is happening this year, June twenty third. This is this so year. Crazy. You get less than six months to prep for these games, which chess like people already have been like. That's so. Grinding that's, that game for I'll get to that in a but, second. But but some of these games they've just been released, or I think the archery one specifically, that is a pay to win game. You <laughs> have to invest bow. so much money. Yes, that is a pay to win oh game. Oh my god, let me see this. It is fucking bow? ludicrous. 
Oh my God. It is Wait. astounding how much of an insult like this is how much of a bad look this gives esports the way the Olympics have like treated this. And this it baffles so my mind. Strange. Anyone thought this was a good idea. Yeah, this is so out of touch. It's it's insane. I mean, to say that like well, one, to say that any of these virtual any of these games Okay, first of all, they're using the most outdated like boomery language. Which yep. virtual sports and games will be featured in the Olympics esports series? It's like mm-hmm. virtual. What the? What year is it? You know, yeah, who the like, fuck uses virtual? Th- then it's like none of these representations of these games are even the most dominant way people play these these quote like representations of these right. So it's like baseball, WBSCE baseball power pros. What is that <laughs> like? Mario Baseball has more has more pull than like MLB The Show, like Backyard Baseball. Like this is not a baseball game that is an indicator for a baseball game. It's crazy, and like I I, I also get that it's really hard because in esports, like with video games specifically, it's very difficult to like obtain licenses to be able to run events of this scale. So they're probably like trying to find games, but. If you actually did your due diligence, so many companies would be willing to like be a part of the Olympics. Like that's such a big pull. Uh, yeah. But it, uh, but they did none of that. They just want to just yeah. stay away, just do their own thing. Like no, these this is what we can get away with with copyright the, stuff. And it's just the chess.com one. The chess.com one makes me really upset because it's like it's what what is the point of that? Like chess.com and chess the game has a whole entire like ecosystem competitive scene tournaments like what's the point of this what's the point of having chess at the olympics there's everyone knows that that over the board chess holds way more weight than (laughs) chess.com online tournaments count as it's crazy it's it's insane this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest oh thing God. ever. Uh, it's very out of touch. Olympics, do do better, guys. This is this is crazy. Maybe yeah. maybe Mickey, we can just grind out one of these games and just get a gold medal. A gold medal for Brocal. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, for virtual <laughs> virtual Taekwondo, perhaps. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm become a gold medalist for WBSCE baseball power pros. I think I can do it. Baseball's my I actually game. want to get that game now. If it's free on the Switch eShop, I'm, I'm down to, to try and grind it out a little bit. Uh, I, I want to leave a note on saying, like, uh, I think it was Doa, who's, like, a very p- prominent uh, eSports caster that has done several different titles, pretty much said, like, with the way, like, the Olympics goes, like, eSports doesn't need the Olympics. The Olympics needs eSports with how mm. their viewership has been declining over the past several Olympics and and with the Japan one being delayed so much like I barely I barely even knew what was going on. I usually like keep somewhat in touch with the Olympics, but starting with the Japan one, I almost never know when the Winter Olympics is going on. <laughs> like yeah, honestly, it, I, I they've been losing I have stuff. not been paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not been paying attention to the Olympics. Uh man, hopefully uh Hopefully they. This is like a, a super desperate boomery like yep. attempt to get Big younger desperate. people to watch the Olympics. It's like such a such a transparent move. Jesus, it's just such a grid. slap in the face. I it just it pisses me <laughs> off. 
Um, okay, moving on. I got a couple of cool ones here for you, Mickey, and then a really ridiculous one. Actually, I'll just okay. hit, hit us with some some quick news here. Um, Elden okay. Ring DLC was announced um, as of uh, last Tuesday, so about a week ago. Um, announced on Twitter on a random Tuesday morning, nothing but an image and a name, no further elleboration. I think it's the most Chad way to drop a DLC that announcement. That is hilarious. You just <laughs> Shadow let the of the name you just let the name carry. <laughs> yeah. That's it's all they did, like, and they knew people would be hype about it. Yeah, it was like I saw the official uh, subreddit like for for Elden Ring, and like when the DLC was announced last week, everyone was just losing their minds in the comments, just like, dang, the most Chad like from software announcement. <laughs> like, ref- <laughs> it was like announces on a Tuesday morning, refuses to elaborate, leaves. <laughs> It's like, yes, (laughs) that's exactly right. I mean, it's cool because the game truly, like, it has so much pull that it doesn't actually need, like, it adds to the ethos of From Software and Miyazaki to not say anything, to just say, like, Elden Ring, Shadow of the Erd Tree, in development. No date, nothing, just in development. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for whenever that comes out. And honestly, I'd rather, with some of these, I, I'd almost, I don't know how you feel about this, Mickey, but I'd actually usually not know what the release date is on something like this and just they announce it two days before it comes out and like my weekend is planned when it comes out you know what i mean like i'd rather not have like two three months to like or six months to like anticipate something like this just drop it when it's ready does this a shit ton they do every every time the directs like every time yeah metroid was like a big one like every single time when directs like you can get this now that we now excuse yeah me. <laughs> you can get this right now yeah i love that that's great i mean i like that model quite a bit more than like i love it oh starfield is coming out sometime next year and it's like okay thanks for nothing like yeah call like, me you when can tell me out. when like you're making a new game like if that's like you can you can tease that but i don't need to be teased about extra content being added to a game yeah yeah i agree i agree um Oh man, we should do uh, Metroid Prime, the new one for the Switch. Oh, the remastered one. Or oh, the yeah. wait, the remastered or the the new game? The remaster re-release of Metroid Prime okay. One on the Switch that they just surprise drop. We should do that. We should. Well, Matt won't. Matt won't like it. Do it. Matt won't do it. Matt. Me Matt, and you Matt should do it. it. Matt can sit <laughs> off to the side and play whatever game he wants to play. But we we have been uh, contemplating that. Where like we would depending on the game, like one of us sits out for that game. Depending yeah. on like the, who likes those games, the the sad thing is like I think what people like is me and Matt kind of well Matt not like people like when Matt doesn't like something. It's hilarious. That's I actually, uh, I think it yeah, is really hard people, to leave him out. Yeah, it, it, people like when Matt doesn't like something, but like I'll I'll tell Matt like, hey, we should do Super Mario Odyssey, and he like hangs a face like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that game. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Do I want this guy to be unhappy while he's playing a game the whole time? Sorry, Matt, we're talking about you in front of your face, behind your back. But it's like, do we want Yo, Matt he's to be unhappy while he's playing? Do we want him to be unhappy while he's playing Super Mario Odyssey the entire time? And to to maybe have him give it a bad score? Or do we want Mickey and Lucas, who love Super Mario Odyssey, to just like tee off on this game for like an hour? Ah, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, um, that's for the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing I got here. Uh, confirmed Counter-Strike 2 rumor. Uh, Counter-Strike 2 is real, and a beta should be announced here very soon. So a few days ago, about four days ago, uh, Counter-Strike 2 was found in 
within the NVIDIA driver. And new evidence suggests that this was not a mistake. In fact, sources are now claiming that Counter-Strike 2 is indeed on the way. It is currently a high priority, quote, high priority at Valve with plans to launch a beta in March or April. So this month or next month. Um, this comes from very, very good sources. This is the long awaited uh, sort of source two version of Counter-Strike uh, CSGO, bringing improvements to, you know, obviously graphics and fidelity that the game, you know, it the game doesn't look bad, but it's definitely, you know, been held back by its engine for a long time. I love Counter-Strike. I've played a lot of 2012 release. Uh, yeah, 2012. Um, so, you know, I think it'll be really, really exciting. It'll probably get me to uh, want to download it and play a little bit. Um, maybe I'll get it on Steam Deck and uh, play a little bit of that uh, desktop. Mode. I, so, I, I, I do want to hit you with the, I do want to hit you with the question, Lucas. So, okay. Well, how would you feel if they changed the names of terrorists and counter terrorists? Oh, are they going to do that? I, I don't know, but that that's a I, conversation I've seen pop up to make it really? more advertiser friendly. Oh, okay. I can I can see that. Um, I'm not opposed. I'm not married to terrorist and counter terrorist at all. Um, I think it is maybe a little outdated because the game came, those terms were invented like in the '90s when Counter Strike, the first Counter Strike, that, that, came out. You know? That was before 9/11. Once 9/11, yeah, like, yeah. that's when it got really bad. I mean, terrorism existed before 9-11. Yeah, yeah, like, but that, that was but, like a big boom. That's when yeah, yeah, Bush but, waged the war on terrorism. On terrorism, yeah. The war on terror, yeah, yeah all that. But yeah, maybe maybe changing terrorism and counterterrorism would be be pretty good. And I mean, the, no matter what you do, the terrorist characters are always like, uh, like not racist, but like adjacent. Like, it's like... Yeah. They're, you know, like, they're wearing, like, face coverings that are reminiscent of, like, depending on what level you're playing on in Counter-Strike, like, mm -hmm. they look like terrorists and kind of caricature-y and maybe not exactly PC, but I think we've just accepted that the way they look that way because it's been that way for so long. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Val doesn't Valorant just do, like, red team, blue team or something? Maybe it's... Yes. Maybe we just do that. Yeah. Maybe it's time to just move I, I, on I, to I, a I super what, generic thing. I forget what they do name them in Valorant, but it's definitely something generic. It's like attackers, defenders, or red team, blue yeah. team, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably what you do. Although you would lose a little bit of Counter Strike flavor, um, but you know, it's, but if, you if it brings in more ad doll. You, you get a lot of hate from the purists of the game. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're just whitewash. You're just uh, making everything PC. It's like yeah. ruining the game. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Ooh, speaking which, of that, I got my next. Ooh, I got my go next for one. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, did you have one more thing to say off the counter? No, 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 no. Thing? I'm going to move on from that. Okay. Um, so, oh my God, Mickey. So this is actually a pretty, uh, this is not like a super headline thing. In fact, I haven't seen anything in like the blogosphere or any like big news sites kind of reporting on this, but there's currently a whites only mod for Hogwarts Legacy that's out and you can download it and you can install it and you can play it and it eliminates all the diversity from Hogwarts Legacy. Now, the only um, source I've really found for it is actually a YouTube video by a very, very small YouTuber named Cool Daddy Fresh. Um, person only has 40 subscribers, uh, and this video has a one, about 1.7K views as of about four days ago. And it's, it's basically just screenshots of the mod, and, you know, this guy just, like, talking about the mod for a little while, um, saying that he downloaded it off of, like, kind of a russian like foreign website installed the mod and you can see these screenshots basically 
like eliminating full on eliminating any diversity that's in Hogwarts legacy. And the fact that this exists, the fact that it's just people feel compelled to make this and distribute it on the World Wide Web is just super sad. Like people spending their time doing this sort of thing. And like the comments on this video, I know I, I just linked it to you, Mickey, are just Yeah, so I, I've sad. been jumping around the like, video. Dude, it's, I mean, these, where's, where's the comments here? Right, I just had it up. It's like, people are literally saying like, oh, like this person on YouTube did not actually put the link to the mod in the YouTube video, which is kind of weird to me. I don't know why they didn't. Um, but like these top comments are like, oh my God, where can I get this link to this mod? I need it immediately. People who actually care about the authentic history and authentic immersion need this mod. God, finally, some good freaking mods. And it's like, okay, utterly mind-boggling that you can't get the skin complexion of, oh, I don't know, the actual people who historically lived in the region, Britain, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, white as white can be, who's got the link for the mod? Like, people are commenting this kind of thing. My favorite comment on this video is, wow, my fantasy video game has fantasy in it. <laughs> like, that's how I Every feel. Time. It's like... When your fantasy video game is not realistic, like Boohoo, you know, this is, it's just, I, it makes me pretty upset that this thing has to exist. I just want to put it out there, tell the listeners out there um, that, you know, as much as we, it, it just upsets me. You know, I think it goes without saying that these things should just be. Yeah, I and, don't, I just don't get how this bothers people so much. Like yeah. they need to go so far out of their way to change <laughs> to change the game to fit their liking. Just change the skin color of everybody's like, oh, this it ruins the immersion of my game. Like, oh, it's not it's not accurate. Like I, I don't feel like I'm there anymore if there's a black if there's a black person and so so many black people or gay people on the screen, like, nope, I I'm not in the game anymore. Like, it's literally a wizard magic world. It's like not a realistic game. It's like insane. It's like, you know, it breaks the immersion, like flying on a broom or like Avada Kedavra, like <laughs> just like the everything is unrealistic about this game. Anyway, it's just crazy. I just wanted to kind of bring that to people's attention um, that 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 exists. Uh, I think we'll be doing like a little write up. Maybe we'll tweet about it to get a little bit of that word out, because honestly, I, I haven't really seen too much about it. Um, there have been some mods that have been out that just lets people have lighter complexions, but are not exactly editing, like, everything in the game in terms of, like, other characters. That's what this mod yeah. is doing. Um, which, even to go as far as saying, like, I can't get my character to be white enough is, like, a, a crazy thing to focus your attention on. There are There are some people focusing their attention on that, too. So, anyway, Mickey... What you got? All right. So what do I want to hit next? No, I, let's go a little way from the actual video games. I'm more like a, a real world thing that, I, that caught my attention. I think it was earlier today is in Alabama, uh, a girls youth basketball team. They were forced to join the boys league be otherwise like they would lose their gym or something i uh i'd have to i have to like actually read the yeah article. i saw this on deadspin yeah but they they were forced to join the boys league they won it they beat everybody they pretty much beat everybody and then they were denied the championship uh 
when when the championship game was over, they gave the trophy to the losing team. And it's just oh like God. it is insane to me how how like something like this could even happen, especially in today's day and age. And even like which it just puts the show that like Alabama when it comes to hot like with uh sex equality uh they're ranked like 49th in the in the u.s they're one of the, oh, they, yeah. they treat women like almost the most unequally in the entire united states and this just goes to show and like they were like uh first-hand accounts of people saying like oh like i was uh like my son like he was getting these trophies and at first i thought oh they just give trophies to everybody then they noticed that the women's team wasn't getting any trophies and they were just like this is weird why is this happening like uh like they were just so confused and everyone was just flabbergasted by like the events that were occurring man yeah it looks like a pretty beefy article here on uh deadspin uh the headline alabama girls basketball team denied championship after being forced to play in boys league then winning it <laughs> by uh julie decaro um, looks like there's been some updates too. Um, see how that goes, but um, man, yeah, not not good optics here for that league, um, especially with uh, Alabama in the headline. Nobody likes to nobody likes to see that. <laughs> Sorry, Alabama yeah. listeners. Th- th- this does also like made me want to talk about like just uh, women in general in the gaming space and like how much they actually have to struggle to actually be able to just play any game especially games with voice chat it is just how how like soft men can be when they realize they lose to a woman at anything and how much the derogatory terms come out how like the slurs how the sexism just shows itself whenever they just learn uh just a woman's on the other side of their keyboard on the other side of the monitor it is ridic- ridiculous. Like both, a lot of women don't use voice chat because like it deteriorates their games immediately the moment they speak. Yeah, like you'll just stuff. So, go I've, go make a sandwich. It's so yeah. Seriously, people literally say that. Like I've I've been in like CS:GO lobbies or Valorant lobbies where like the moment a guy will hear a girl's voice, it's just like the jokes. This complete reversion to complete baseline middle school sexist comments. It's like. The most cringy thing that exists and it's like it's really sad because like you'll see streamers like exp- you'll see streamers literally like playing like up-and-coming female gamers that are very good at the games that they play that like are just getting berated on a regular basis on their stream and it's like it's it's so sad you know um audience members don't be that person and if you it's know insane how s- that person call them out on it right it's away. insane how small egos that gamers have or just like guys in general like they can't stand losing to women at anything competition wise it is hilarious especially <laughs> apparently alabama basketball um okay uh i think that was actually all i had on my news stories mickey did you uh oh you got the uh, anime awards right Ooh, here yes the anime awards i was definitely keeping a close eye on this in which i'm a little sad matt couldn't be on here when we talked about this because you guys know how much he hyped up cyberpunk edge runners and which that actually ended up winning anime of the year which i was actually Mm -hmm. shocked that this one uh the nominees were for that was uh edge runners attack on titan the final season part two (laughs) god damn (laughs) damn. uh demon slayer 
Licorice Recoil, Ranking of Kings, and Spy Family, in which uh, nothing really jumped out at me as like a surprise besides that one. Uh, I think it's just that one that blew up the surprise. Pretty much the rest of the categories were essentially won by Demon Slayer, Spy Family, or Attack on Titan. So pretty much just yeah, I'm I'm seeing that now. Super and that looks like One Piece. Three. One Piece won Best Ongoing or Continuing Series. Um, and then there was uh, the Demon Slayer. So that, is that the Demon Slayer movie? Or that, is no, that no, no, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the most, season that aired last season. The most recent season. Oh, okay. Gotcha, the Entertainment gotcha. District. That's what it is. That, okay, that gotcha. did air last season. Pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, I, it makes me want to watch Spy Family. I know a lot of people that were into Spy Family. I, um, Spy Family was great. Uh, I, it definitely deserves the, the rewards it got. So Can you give me Spy the Family, on that it, one? Yeah, Spy Family is about an assassin who's trying to stop a war between the west and the east of this country. It's, it's a made-up country. They don't want to, like, actually cause a war. <laughs> Same people. So a spy trying to make peace. And the only way he can get access to a, a certain political figure that is the key to stopping this war is through this super elite grade school. Uh, grade through, like, it's like a grade school that goes all the way to high school. And he shows up to uh to this party that's for the elites of that school so not only is this school only elites and that it's the most most achieving students at uh at the school they go to this party uh and they pretty much will be be like the rulers of the world essentially the highest business people Mm, highest politicians whatever and so he's got to try to infiltrate this. So he needs a kid to actually go in and become one of those high scholastic uh, students there. So he goes, adopts a kid. The kid he ends up adopting is telepathic. So he, she can read oh. people's minds. So she immediately knows that he's a spy. And while he's trying to register for the school, he realized, oh, the school needs uh, two parents. They don't like single parents. And it just ruins so he's chances. Got, so that's the other woman so, on this so poster. To, yeah, yeah. So he needs to find a wife. Ends up stumbling upon uh, his his will be wife, Yor, uh, and she ends up being an assassin. And so they those two don't know. They okay. just they they both think she she was afraid of being uh uh so so uh. Of being suspicious of being like a, some kind of spy or something because the the country they're in is really suspicious of those people and people will get turned in or community uh, reported all the time and because she was single she was starting to be suspicious so she needs to marry someone so her job of being an assassin doesn't gotcha. actually leak gotcha, so gotcha. she ends up okay. marrying the the spy they don't know each other but the daughter since she's telepathic knows that both of them what their real jobs are so it's just them trying to uh figure like balance these their jobs and while, while also keeping their identities hidden and uh the girl anya she's just trying to have like a fun time because she's pretty much been ostracized her entire life gotcha gotcha okay really cool um i think i want to check that one out finally I, so the anime awards mickey this is all actually this is like a crunchyroll official this is crunchy a like crunchy governing role. body yep basically it but, but crunchyroll is. is considered the governing body for this kind of thing like yes they yeah okay gotcha it's kind of like the game awards for games now um Okay, really cool. Yeah. It makes sense. The only thing um, I'm sad about these awards is that Ranking of Kings didn't really get on here. Like, the only award they won was the best voice actor performance for the French dub. 
I don't know who actually won that one or which voice actor, but that's all they won. But uh, that was my anime of the year was Ranking of Kings. Uh, that that show was phenomenal. Uh, I was going to ask I, if you had seen everything on the nominees for anime of the year. I have seen everything but Edge Runners. Edge Runners was the only one I didn't see. <laughs> really? Was, you even saw I, like I, 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 I Recoil? The only reason why I haven't watched it is because I don't have Netflix. And so I haven't gone uh, on my way to try to watch it in like a third party website or whatever to yeah. try to watch that one. But everyone's I, been talking I definitely have to now since it's one anime of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely going to see a second one here. Yeah. And then Licorice Recoil makes sense for that winning best original anime. Uh, I've only seen, I've seen two of those animes that were on there. The other one I saw was Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story, which that was actually pretty fun. Gotcha. Really cool. I think um, anybody that wants to learn more about it, pretty Googleable. Um, just uh, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. They just happened this past weekend, right, Mickey? Yep, this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So it's award season, everybody. Um, there's been a ton of stuff. Oscars are actually next weekend um, as of this recording. So I'm very excited for that. I actually might be watching that. Uh, the weekend of the um, 18th or this upcoming weekend? I think it's this upcoming weekend, the weekend of the 12th. Uh, yeah, the 12th? Okay. If, uh, or the weekend of the 10th? My dates are all screwed up right now. Six days from now, which yeah. is the 12th of This of upcoming March. weekend. Yes, 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 yes. This coming weekend. Um, this episode you know, is airing on right Thursday, now right? Is, it is epi- airing on this Thursday, the 9th. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the front runner for Best Picture is probably... Did you see everything everywhere all at once, Mickey? I don't know if you I have not. Talked been, about it. I don't really watch... Oh, man, you should, you should try to watch I it need, before... I you should try to watch the Oscars for sure. Watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, watching Elvis tonight, and then I got to watch All Quiet on the Western Front before Sunday, and I think I'll have my my full Oscar uh, watch done. Um, so very exciting time, uh, award season all around, uh, and uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our topical episode today. Mickey, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think that does it for me. Okay, well, everybody, I think I think this is a pretty successful episode without Matt. What do you think, oh, Hot Mickey? Plug the socials. Plug the socials. Uh, I know, I know. I'm that. getting there. I'm getting <laughs> okay, there. Don't, okay. I know, I know. I got <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I think we did pretty well without him, though. I, I think we did a great job. Matt, if you're listening, we'll, we'll do this again sometime without you. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, you could find TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast on every social media network on Twitter and Instagram. That's TFP Podcast with an S at the end. You can also find our website, thanksforplaying.live, which will have links to everything, including our TikTok, YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube, and our Discord channel. Um, you could also uh, check out our link tree in our description for our Instagram or our Twitter and find all those links there. Um, every Thursday, check it out, join the Discord server, and uh, leave us a comment, leave us a like, share it out. Mickey, where could the good people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Teals underscore BCB, or you can find me in the Discord using breaking news. Like I, I posted about the Budokai Tenkaichi 4 uh, yesterday when that uh, got announced. And I like talking yeah, about you, that you kind of stuff. You break all the news. news. You break all the news, honestly, for me, because I see so much news through your Discord <laughs> presence, which is awesome. Uh, and everybody, I am Lucas Luna, uh, your host for Thanks for playing, and you can find me on Instagram at GoodIdeaLucas, or you can find me on the Discord if you want to message me whenever you want about anything. Uh, That wraps up our show today. Thank you, everybody. Skibbity-bop. (laughs) Skibbity-bop.
Thanks for Playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch, Red Circle, 